Shut up and sit down. More or less. Just like my marriage? Hey. hey! This is the guy who doesn't have a marriage. Fair. <laughs> oh. How are you tonight, Ben? Fabulous, how are you? I'm fan-fabulous. 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 Good. It's like a fan of fabulous. Good. So like, you're not actually fabulous, you just admire it from afar. Sure. Because what you're actually feeling is deep Resentment for Fabulous. And shame. Yeah, well, Don't forget shame. And well, a little, just like a sprinkle of shame. You feel very like ashamed. A, like a meme sprinkle oh, the yeah, the, of the shame. Oh, yeah, the shame bay or whatever. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call that? Season bay? What was that guy's name? Salt bay. But Salt in bay. your case, it's shame. It's shame, yeah. Well, I'm sprinkle a little bit of shame. All right. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to nonfiction. I'm your comic book cultured host, Michael Maurer, joined by the scientific scholar, Ben Anderson. And uh, before we get into the rest of our opening, you may have noticed that we are in a new space. In a new space. This is Ben's home. Yes, my kitchen, it actually. Is his kitchen. It's the most acoustically perfect room in the house. <laughs> perfect is an exaggeration. Uh, it's acoustically accommodable. You might hear cats in the background. <laughs> or Austin. Or my wife. <laughs> uh, and yes, this is our first home record. Yeah. We've done remote records. This will be the first one taking place where we're both in the same room. Other anyway. than Camus you. Yeah, yeah, you should read the blue text. I should read, I should. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week we continue our journey, exploring our favorite subjects, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts, experts, to <laughs> discuss certain aspects of the movie. Whether it's money, comic books, music, or science, SMSP talks about us all in this week's episode. Tell me what you want and why you've been following me. I just had to make sure. You see, I was there the night Batman died. He threw me clear and saved my life. But before I could get back up here, it blew apart. And we're just supposed to believe that. Believe what you want. I don't trust her. Oh, but you did trust Talon. Shut up. Who was it? Who were Tuscan Firefly working for? I don't know. But when I find out, I'll drop a note in your lunchbox. If you're serious about hunting them down, then we should work together. Just because I wear this, doesn't mean I'm a part of your little cult. You really have a way with women, Grayson. Superman, bad blood. Batman, fuck. <laughs> I got it. Batman, bad blood. And yes, there will be spoilers. Because, Many spoilers. Because now we got bad blood. I was setting you up. Oh, baby, now we got bad blood. There it is. At least once. At least once. If not more. Now look at these problems. Now we got bad blood. Hey! We are so intimately close. Oh, it's it's like too close. That you can ben wash your hands. Bad. I won't be offended. <laughs> ben said bad blood, and a small bit of spittle flew out of his mouth and into mine. <laughs> it, it was it was a touching moment. <laughs> I have HIV now. Uh, oh no! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Who did you get it from? <laughs> Certainly not me. <laughs> oh God! It's gonna be a great show. It's going to be a great show. I'm glad that we chose to do this on an episode that nobody will give a fuck about. Because nobody That's true. Because really watched this film. It's, do I hear a first opinion coming from you? Because it I... sounds like <laughs> sounds like that was your opinion right there. Kind of. All right. First opinion. I Bad Blood is one of those animated films that I'm okay watching twice. Yes, Austin. How may we help you? I'm just getting something out of my fridge. <laughs> this is my home, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I live here too, you know. Yeah, well, I'm getting killed in The Witcher 3. 
So we, <laughs> we rejoice this intermission as you hear the sounds of Austin rumbling through a fridge. Hey. That's my wife. <laughs> Austin, what did you think of Bad Blood? She didn't watch it. Uh, well, I mean, just the Taylor Swift song. I liked it. <laughs> Yeah? A couple yeah. badass ladies in Batman Bad Blood. Yes, there is. There's at least one or two. They're lesbians. They are lesbians. They don't let you forget it. Yeah. Uh, so kind of hits you over the head with that. <laughs> so continuing with the first opinion, yes, minus Batwoman is a lesbian in the movie. In case you didn't know, she is a lesbian. A, a lesbo. She likes to eat... Is that politically correct right there? <laughs> no. <laughs> she... She likes to eat vagina Pussy. tacos. Sure. Right. We had tacos tonight, didn't we? We did, but not Beef the kind you're thinking of. Yes. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Damn it, now we're in the wrong mindset for this. Yeah. Okay, back it up. Uh, Batman Bad Blood. Back to the actual, what we need to say about this film. <laughs> yes. Is I kind of enjoyed it, liked it, except that it has, kind of, uh, the villain has the same plot line as Dark Knight Rises, and that you've got mm. a giant, big, badass guy who becomes a whiny little bitch when Talia enters the picture. Oh, hello, kitty. Gosh, the ambiance. Oh, hey, Cricket. It's fantastic. And um, Batman isn't actually, like, a big part of this movie. And he gets brainwashed. There are a few lines that are just killer for me that are fantastic. Like, uh, oh, it's Alfred. Your butler's in on this, too? Oh, don't worry. <laughs> he's a badass. <laughs> Trust me, he's a total badass. Like, yes, yes, Alfred is a total badass. Um, and Damian Wayne can just actually fucking die, because he's one of the most annoying DC characters that they can't seem to take out of a Batman film since they put him in Son of Batman, because he's been in every one. Batman vs. Robin, Son of Batman, Justice League vs. the Teen Titans, and now Batman Bad Blood. Goodness gracious, he wasn't in Justice League Dark, I don't think. I don't know. But, oh, I was just sick of that crap. Um plot goes i don't remember exactly what the goal was to steal a bunch of technically smart people and hypnotize them into doing something doing... question mark yeah i wasn't 100 percent clear on that mad hatter was i'm sure there was something he was trying to accomplish and there were reasons for that but we never i never got a good idea of what that was i just i sort of checked out when they launched the building into the sky mm. and i went it's a cartoon but i mean what the fuck but I, I have to understand what's happening and why. Uh, and the gratuitous amounts of Batwing fights flying supervillain scenes. Yep. Of Batwing fighting Firefly and Killer Moth, who is dressed like Beetle from Marvel. And has the same color scheme as Beetle from Marvel, instead of having his Killer Moth color scheme, which is disgusting. It's purple, orange, and white. That's a gross color scheme. And yeah. lime green and red. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. add those in there. Oh. Yeah. Killer Moth is fucking weird. Anyway, what did you think, Ben? You know, I'm kind of on the same page. Uh, this movie was fine, as far as especially as far as the DC animated movies go. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than most that I've seen so far. True. Um, but it was, it was really, you know, a ho-hum villain doing ho-hum villainy things. The the best parts of the film were just them like them adapting to a world without Batman. Yeah, that part was interesting to me. Of just like what would happen if Batman actually died? Like it finally happened. Batman yeah. got in over his head, and yep. he died. And yep. now like his Bat family has to pick up the pieces. Yeah, that part was interesting. Damian Wayne, like you said, sucks. <laughs> um, I, I thought this was a fine movie, but I had a lot of grading to do, and I wasn't. Mm. I wasn't like, oh, this is a movie I have to, like, focus on. The, one of the dumbest lines. When when Nightwing is confronting Batwoman about just, like, who are you? Why are you doing this? And Batwoman goes, just because I wear this symbol on my chest doesn't mean I'm part of your club. Bitch, yeah, you should no, have picked it, a different symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, that, he's got a trademark on bats. That's like, that's Let like, it go. That's like when people fly the Confederate flag. <laughs> And they're like, it's not, it's not a race thing. And I'm like, it is though. It is. Like, just cause you, you don't get to decide what that symbol means to other people. It, yeah. Like you go, are going to be affiliated with Batman. And white supremacy. It, yeah. And Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Together. Are, are we, are we calling Batman a white supremacist? He's certainly a technocrat. Mm, fair. Yeah. Yeah. 
certainly wants to... I mean, there's a spot at the end of the film where it's just like a crime, like just a random... It was a little chilling. The, I don't know why, but there was like a little crime moment at the end of the film where Batman's back and everything's hunky-dory and the Bat family's all in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're all dressed up and they're good to go. And then there's that little like speedway chase and then they all sort of disembark in their own little way at the very end. And you go, fuck, that's terrifying. What a shitty police force. Yeah. Of like, that's what you have? Costumed people? Like, these aren't superheroes. These are just regular people. Yeah. And it's like, how terrible is Gotham? Like, that's your best option. Even as cool as Batman is... Like, Batman, when he introduces all these new people, it's just like, now it's becoming a thing where it's it's cool for dumb idiots to become <laughs> vigilantes. And then Batgirl shows up at the very end, and you're like, hold on, wait the fuck up. Batgirl is just emerging? That doesn't make any sense continuity-wise, because Dick is like, already, like, Batgirl emerged when Dick was Robin. So, she's like, only a few years older than Damien? How does that work? They it's- were just... The reason for that is continuity is for fucking nerds. Okay, the reason for that is because they're previewing that the next Batman film is going to be about Batgirl. Because it was Killing Joke. Oh, sure. That's why they did it. Okay. Um, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Then. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason I could see that happening. Other than to just be like, anybody answers the question of where the fuck was Batgirl this whole time? And why didn't she complain that someone took the Batwoman title? Mm. Wouldn't you? I would. If you were, like, Bat-Boy. If I were were (laughs) Bat-Boy. And, like, someone took Batman before Batman was a thing. I'd be like, come on. No, I just look silly. Yeah, like, fuck you. I'll be like, I guess, like, (laughs) Bat-Uncle. No! Well, Uncle Marvel's a thing from the Marvel family. Anyway, first opinion's done. I think that was a solid segment. There's some good shit there. We'll continue to talk about that stuff later. Moving on to comic books... Uh, a lot of different comic book characters have shown up in this film that we haven't seen before at in all. Anything. <laughs> in anything at all, uh, including Blockbuster. and Which was a video rental chain in the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> uh, Tusk. Which is... A terrible film by Kevin Smith. Sure. Uh, Hellhound. Which is uh, Enemy in Diablo 3. Uh, Onyx. Which is a type of... Pokemon. And Colonel Jacob Kane, which is what I snorted on Saturday. Jacob Kane. <laughs> so, um, Jacob Kane of the Jacob Jacob Kane Candy Corporation, <laughs> heir to the candy cane fortune. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a colonel. He's like he's not an heir. If he were like a prince, then he'd be an heir. Oh, okay. So he's uncle to the <laughs> uncle. <laughs> Uncle Bunch of C-list <laughs> villains no one gives a shit about. What do you think, uh, Colonel... Well, Colonel Jacob's not a civilian, but he's still a citizen, right? Uh, yes. So that he's Citizen Kane? Oh, yeah, the <laughs> worst movie ever made. It's in black and Whoa! white. Whoa! <laughs> I'm not going to talk about any of those characters, first of all. Just a heads up. That well, was just me listing off the characters I'm not going to talk about. C- C-list villains no one gives a shit about, like I said. And one background character. Yeah. Plus, Onyx, uh, Onyx is not even listed because she never had a line um, in the film. Like, I couldn't find her on the Wikipedia page because she doesn't, like, they've paired them up with actors. She doesn't have a voice actor. She didn't say shit. Hellhound actually did have a line at some point. I don't know when. <laughs> but, yeah, I do remember that. Um, and, of course, Tuscan Blockbuster, voiced by John DiMaggio. Who mm. else? Big Dumb Oafs, John DiMaggio. Also Jake the dog. Yeah, well. And the Joker for some Joker reason. And the Joker for some reason. Which I didn't get. Mm-hmm. But that's a different animated DC film. That we already talked about. Yeah. Uh, moving on to characters that do matter. Mad Hatter. Premiered I hardly in... know her. Oh, God. <laughs> premiered in Batman number 49, 1948. Bill Finger and Lou Ser Schwartz. I hope that's how you pronounce that. Jervis Tetch is a dwarfish man that in childhood did not have many friends due to his ghoulish appearance. Because of that, he dived into neuroscience and became an expert in the field of hypnosis and mind control. He also developed a rather unhealthy obsession with Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland and its sequel, Through the Looking Glass, mimicking the the appearance of Carroll's Mad Hatter and obsessing over hats, not just on himself, but on those around him, and even his food. 
I'm just imagining, like, spaghetti and top hats. <laughs> in a plot line from Secret Six, he refused to eat a food that was delivered to him in his prison cell because it didn't have a hat on it. Anyway, originally, he's just a character in the Golden Age, developed as a knockoff villain, as many were at that time, with a fixation on rhyming. Uh, he... He is revitalized in the Bronze Age and begins his trademark as the Batman villain known for mind-controlling hats. Which we saw in the film. Yep. Kind of. He had a hat that could mind-control everyone else. But typically, he puts hats on people. Yeah. And then mind-controls them because of that. Uh, that is, There's a lot on the Mad Hatter. It's kind of like Two-Face, where he like appeared once in the olden days, and then disappeared for 30 years. And then had a renaissance as an actually decent villain yes. later. Yes, very much so. Uh, next up, we have The Heretic, created by Grant Morrison and David Finch. I'm not 100% on when he actually premiered um, in some sort of Batman Bloodlines uh, book, I think, in the late 2000, or the early 2010s. Uh, the Heretic is a clone of Damian Wayne with an accelerated growth due to a bioengineered whale carcass. Is that... Don't ask. Okay. Don't, don't fucking question. Okay, all right. The heretic is a lead agent in the shadowy organization known as Leviathan. Relation to the whale carcass? I'm not sure. Which is basically a league of... Exp- Le- which is basically a League of Assassins splinter group led by Talia Al Ghul that specializes in brainwashing and surgically slash genetically developing superhumans. In a climactic encounter with Batman and Robin, the heretic kills Damian Wayne, causing Batman to go into some serious grief. Bye, Batman and Robin number 18. Drawn by Patrick Gleason. A man who I have the pleasure of actually meeting, because he is a Minnesota artist. Ooh. Minnesota native, so he was at our Minnesota Comic Con that we do twice a year. The MSP Fall Con and the MSP Spring Con, um, which stands for Minneapolis-St. Paul, in case you were wondering. But I was a volunteer at these conventions, and he uh, said, hey, can you watch my booth for a second while I go get something to eat? And I was like, of course, sir. Uh, he's like, I will get, like take a look at these two prints, pick out which one you want, and I'll give you one when I come back. By the way, these prints are worth like 20 bucks. Uh, and I'm like, dude, you know I would do this for free. He's like, yeah, I know. And then he leaves. And then he comes, and I'm just sitting there, you know, and then some dude's like, oh, are you? Nobody actually asked me if I was Patrick Gleason, but it's like, <laughs> can, you, like can you sign this like a dick? Like, because everybody wants to get their shit signed by Patrick Gleason. Sure. If it's like a Batman and Robin book that he did, or he also did a run on... Um, Aquaman, he's doing Superman right now, I'm pretty sure. But I think he did a run on Green Lantern? Not 100%. Um, so he comes back, and he goes, okay, did you pick out one? And I'm about to pick the one of Batman on a flagpole. That's kind of cool, in black and white. And he goes, ah, I'll just give you both. And wow. so, yeah, he pulls out the two prints, and he's about to hand them to me. He goes, oh, hold on one second. Let me sign those for you. And then he puts a signature in the bottom right corner. And he's like, here you go, dude. I'm like, hey, man. Thanks. What a cool guy. What a cool dude. And that's Patrick Gleason. But anyway, Batman and Robin number 18 is the book that he drew that takes place after Damian Wayne's death at the hands of the heretic. And there are no words in the book. It is strictly drawn only by Patrick Gleason. And it is Bruce going through a day as Batman recently after his son's death. And you may that may sound banal really powerful book Hmm. actually very moving um you of course can tear through it in about two minutes but if you just like look into it a bit there's a lot of heart and soul and there's an ending scene where he's just sort of clutching the robin outfit of that damien wore and just crying in his chair Hmm. and you're like wow this is some heavy stuff and like alfred just sort of shutting the door as that happens because he's just like bruce needs some alone time stuff like that because nobody says a thing in the entire book it's fantastic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Bruce eventually stabs the heretic without killing him somehow. And once uh, realizing that he is useless to her, Talia blows him up. How nice of her. Yeah, well, it's very similar to what happened in the movie. Except that the heretic wasn't sympathetic to Damian Wayne um, as he is in the movie. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to kill you. And then he kills Damian in the book. So there's the difference. Next up, we have Luke Fox, a.k.a. Batwing. Premiered in Batwing number 19 in 2013, 
Grant Morrison, and Chris Burnham. Batwing is a title first held by David Zavimbe, a.k.a. the Batman of Africa, part of Bruce Wayne's Batman Incorporated coalition with masked vigilantes all around the world, wielding the symbol of the bat. So he franchised. He did. He absolutely franchised. Interesting. Yep, Batman Incorporated, written by Grant Morrison. He, uh, Z- uh, Zavimbe operated in the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, fighting various national Batman villains, a.k.a. Leviathan, and Congo warlords. In Batwing number 19, he retires the Batwing title to Luke Fox, who takes up the mantle and moves his operations to Gotham City, because they need more fucking bat They need vigilantes. Uh, being a significant player in the series Batman Eternal, and he starts a romantic relationship with Barbara Gordon, who's no longer paralyzed, by the way. She is Batgirl, the operating Batgirl of Gotham. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to move back to Gotham. I mean, S- Starbucks, or, yeah, Seattle has more than one Starbucks. True. You know? Yeah, I guess. But, uh, it's just like, they tried something new with trying to put a Batman in Africa, and then they realized, wow, there's no tall buildings here. This probably isn't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> what does he jump off? He has a jet pack, of course. Oh. He has a Batwing suit. It just looks different. Okay. Um, and, you know, Luke Fox really hasn't done much as Batwing currently, because it's only been, like, one or two years that he's been around in the books. Sure. Um... And then finally, we have Batwoman, the Kate Kane version, which premiered in the comic book 52, number 7, 2006. Did you catch all those numbers and what they mean? 52706. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jeff Johns, oh, so many creators. Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucka, Mark Wade, and Ken Lashley. And in parentheses, I also put Paul Dini and Alex Ross. Because when Infinite Crisis happened in the books, um, which was a big DC event where they sort of brought back all the stuff that happened on DC Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, after Infinite Crisis, they released this book called 52, where they moved up the timeline of the DC Universe by a full year following the events of Infinite Crisis. You don't really need to know what happens, honestly. I'm just saying these things. But 52 is about this whole, it's each week, this whole year that takes place after Infinite Crisis, Okay. So, what they wanted to do is Paul Dini and Alex Ross wanted to bring back Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, because at this point she is still Oracle and crippled. It's not until the New 52, which happens in 2011, five years later, that she comes back and is fine. Okay? So keep track of your timelines, okay. I guess. Um, and they redesigned the Batgirl suit, and they wanted to elevate her to Batwoman. Okay? So, like, somehow heal her of her uh, paraplegicness. And then give her the vigilante, and then give her like a red tinted suit. All right, and the execs or not execs editors were kind of like, well, she's like our only crippled character, so we want to keep her that way, uh, for diversity's sake. Sure, I guess. Um, and so we're going to actually bring back the original Batwoman because it's been a while since we mentioned Kathy Kane, who the first Batwoman, Kathy Kane, was a product of the Silver Age superhero family formula yes superhero family in quotation marks superman superboy supergirl yes comet the super horse streaky the super cat oh, crypto God. the super dog bippo the super monkey forgot about the fucking animals <laughs> don't fuck animals okay um i'm not i just forgot that they existed yep and that yeah the superhero family formula was proven successful by superman and captain marvel hence the marvel family like Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel, Uncle Marvel, Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. Uncle Marvel. <laughs> it's a real character. Uh, Captain Marvel Jr. is another one. Um, as well as she was created to answer the homosexual allegations of Batman and Robin at the time. This is fresh off the heels of, of course, the 1950s Senate mm. Trials uh, that we covered in Batman the Dark Knight Returns. Yes. No, we didn't. Homosexuals were communist spies from yes Russia. well no uh we covered this in creep show yes creep show i talked the, about the moral the... panics of the 50s and yes, 60s. yes yes frederick Wertheim's seduction of the innocent mm-hmm. so they said oh my god we need to fucking emasculate this motherfucker emasculate no emasculate what's the opposite of emasculate masculinize 
It's something. I don't know. We need to make this dude, everybody knows that he's got a dick and he loves to put it in pussy. Sure. Right? <laughs> that's what they that's what they exactly said in the 60s. So they introduced Kathy Kane Batwoman. Um, and she shows up and is part of the Bat family and is a woman that has a love relationship with Batman, but it's platonic because it's the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> they sleep in separate beds. <laughs> Okay, um, but Kate Kane, back to the actual character that you see uh. in the film. So they said, let's revitalize, let's bring back Kate Kane, and, or Kathy Kane, and call her Kate Kane. All right? So she's re- a revamped version of the Batwoman character for the modern age. A major characteristic being Kate's sexual orientation as a lesbian. She's a lesbian. She's a lesbian. Never forget that. She's a lesbian. She's a lesbian. In her origin story, closely replicated in the film. Where she is a lesbian. Where she is a lesbian. Uh, she is kicked out of the U.S. Military Academy for re- refusing to disavow her homosexuality. Oh, wow, so this is already dated. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was it was Don't Ask, Don't Tell when this book came out. Yeah, that's true. So that policy was in effect, all right? So they found out about her sexual orientation. She is a lesbian. She is a lesbian. And they said, all right, you need to, like, say that you're not a lesbian so that we can keep you in the Military Academy. And she's like, no, that's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that. And then they kicked her out. So at least, like, it's ingrained in the plot. They're not just saying she's a lesbian to be a lesbian. In this movie, they kind of were. They don't let you forget it. They don't <laughs> let you forget it in this movie. Um, so so neither will we. <laughs> uh, so that whole thing with the twins and, like, her mother and her twin sister getting kidnapped and then killed in the crossfire, that also happened. Oh. That's a thing that did trigger... Her, like, being really mad at life. Um, but what happens is, in an alleyway encounter with a mugger, not multiple, she easily dispatches him, uh, she easily dispatches with him, due to her military training, right before Batman arrives to answer the bat signal, with a not-at-all-needed assist. And she's like, well, thanks, bye. It was cool (laughs) that you showed up, but I don't need you. Um, whereas in the movie, like, he kicks ass, and she's like, I didn't need you, and then, like, swipes his hand away. And then he's like, well, whatever, I don't do it for the thank yous, bye. I do it for the pussy, and then he leaves. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, in the comic books, this interaction inspires her, uh, in- this interaction inspires her to a life of vigilantism, because everything in Gotham does, I guess. Her father discovers this, and similar to him supporting her decision to not shelter her sor- sexual orientation, because... She's a lesbian. She's a lesbian. I forgot about that. Yeah. He also offers to assist her with this new lifestyle. Being a lesbian? That and vigilantism. Oh, that's right. Because he's like the most supportive father ever. He sounds great. He actually is really cool. Um, Kate, But also like really unhealthy in a way too. Because mm. he's just like, you are all I have left, so I'm just going to keep saying yes, even though what you make is un- like unhealthy. Oh, like, like kind of enabling in some ways. Well, I mean, she's doing really dangerous things as a fucking vigilante. Sure. Uh, like who would want that from yeah. for their kid? Yeah, there's there's personal safety type things that you should Even, consider before becoming vigilante. I guess a mixture of that is like, well, I would have loved to have you join the military, but they're a bunch of fuckwits because they should have just let you be in the military, even though that right you're a lesbian. All right, yeah. Um, uh, Kate then leaves to leaves Gotham to train around the world for two years. And when she returns, she finds her father has a Batwoman suit ready and waiting for her. Uh, Batwoman had her own series in the New 52 and will again have her own series in the DC Rebirth, the most common or the most current DC title launch is Rebirth. When they're like, well, let's get rid of New 52 because not enough people like that. And we need to put number ones back on our comic books so that they sell because people (laughs) buy number ones. Yep. They don't pretty much buy anything else. Okay, that's enough about comic books. That was an elongated section because we have, like, you actually want to do a music section? Skylar's not here. Skylar's not here. Um, Ooh. Uh, music is by, oh, fuck, I looked this up. Frederick Wertheim? Uh, yes, Friedrich Veid- Weidman. Wow, that's Weidman. actually way too close. Frederick Weidman. Um, he's German. He's done a lot of a lot of DC animated stuff. We'll probably hear his name again Okay. Um, in the future. Um, he also does, uh, a lot, he kind of made his mark, uh, doing, uh, 
scores for horror films. Like what? Oh, I have to look up this thing again. I closed out the tab because I forgot that we were... I forgot that I couldn't memorize an entire IMDb page. <laughs> IMDb.com? Um, oh, he's going to do the next Death Race film? Justice League versus the Teen Titans. I should have saw that coming. Justice League Gods and Monsters. Oh, so we did talk about him. We have talked about him before then. Uh, yes. Um, Justice League Throne of Atlantis. Beware of the Batman TV show. He did all of that. Son of Batman. He's oh, done gosh. a lot of... He's done a lot of... Uh, Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, he's wow, done a lot wow. Of, he's done a lot of... Ooh, the entire Green Lantern animated series. That's actually a good set. Oh, sure. And then, yeah, some... A bunch of TV shorts and TV movies. A lot of... The, oh, Hostel Part 3. The, mm-hmm. the best Hostel, of course. True Bloodthirst. Lake Placid, the final chapter. Oh, my God. All these terrible TV movie spinoffs of actually good horror films. <laughs> Yep, um, but yeah. So that that's that's who we're talking about. Um, we can play. We really only need one track. We can either do the main title or the end title. It's up to you. It's uh, well. Let's just do both, kind of. Okay, we'll play them back to back. Yeah, I'll on... just compress it and sort of fade out and fade in. That's how you know the next one's happening. All right, sounds good. Here's the main title and then the end title. soundtrack it's the same shit for all the dc animated shit if it's not okay christopher drake is like the only like we see his stuff in like the dark knight returns Mm -hmm. um batman under the red hood uh and that's it's a bit more digitized a bit more upbeat with these ones you just sort of hear the basics my my opinion on the score is basically the same as my opinion for the movie overall, which is that it's fine, but nothing about it really stands out. No, it just holds on. It keeps the movie forward. Keeps it moving forward. It doesn't take away from the film. Yeah. And it adds enough to make sure that it's not freaking silence when shit should have sound. Yeah. It's a perfectly adequate uh, score, but... I hope Frederick got a paycheck. Because he deserved it. Yeah. He did work. He, he, He earned however much they paid him. Yeah. No more, no less, probably. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I don't know the guy. He seems all right. Yeah. He writes a lot of stuff, though. Like, his filmography is extensive. Probably just freaking, like, rehashes all the shit for these DC animated movies. Sure. They're not any different. Yeah. Like, none of them are lately. I mean, Batblood's, like, the farthest thing that's been separated. I haven't seen Justice League Dark yet, but, like... <sighs> Gods and Monsters was the last one that I really dug my teeth into and was like, this is awesome. I love this. Because it's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, and Batblood was, you know, a Batman movie without Batman. All right. Assault on Arkham was just weird. Yeah. And then all the Justice League ones are just ripoffs of comic book storylines. Yep. They're just eight-issue comic book storylines. Just that... watch the Justice League TV show. Oh, way better. Like... Way better. Or... Young Justice. I, I will say this. He was animated for an uh, nominated for an International Film Music Critic Award. Ooh. Not I, for this film. He was a critic? He, he was nominated for oh, one of oh, their awards. a critic award. Not for this movie. He was nominated for Son of Batman. Oh. Well, we have to get to that one. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that one's... Yeah. Maybe that one stands out, but this one does not. Which also makes another point of, like, this movie has small connections with their other Batman films, and I don't know really when they started to connect the DC Batman films, because Damian Wayne's like, you trust this girl? 
and Nightwing and Batman suit turns to him and is like, just like how you trust Talon. And he goes, shut up. And you go, who the fuck is Talon? Because I haven't seen Batman versus Robin, average viewer. Because, <laughs> like, when does it start? Does it start at Batman, it, uh, Son of Batman, I think, is when it would start then? My best guess? Or Assault on Arkham? You can't Whichever. see this, you can't see this, listeners, but I'm just... Shrugging, shrugging, and then very you, broadly, and that's cool if you want to connect them. But then you throw in like the killing joke, which is obviously not connected to anything, right? And then you're just supposed to say like, "Well, this is kind of in the same universe." You just, you know, we connect where it's good to connect. Yeah, and you're like, "Shut the fuck up!" Oh, whatever. Or some of them are made by different studios. I know this. It's it's like that one theory that every single TV show ever takes place inside an auti- of uh, an autistic snow globe. What was that? Uh, it's not it's some hospital. No, it's it's a show like it's River... some Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, Saint Elsewhere. That's I think. it. I think it's Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, but uh, it's like they don't actually because none of these shows like have anything to do with each other. It's just <laughs> Easter eggs and cameos, <laughs> and, and you can't build you can't build a whole universe out of just Easter eggs and cameos. No, oh, I guess except maybe Discworld. Oh, well, I... But even that, like, there's... It's clearly all in the same world. It's just... Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about science. That's enough music. You've got a couple science here. Yeah. Um, One that I'm surprised we haven't done yet, and that's hypnosis. I don't think we've done hypnosis. I, like... When I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, there's nothing for me, because we've done super soldiers. We've done cloning. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, ooh. Jetpacks, maybe? Could have been a thing. I'm sure we talked about, like, with Falcon, the wingsuit. I don't think so. Man, well, whatever. It's not... It's Jetpacks are also, like, not that interesting. I beg to differ. Okay, they're they're not interesting to talk about. Yeah, also the absurdity of this jetpack. Like, he's Bat-Iron Man. Can literally just do anything. I hate moments when, like, the super-powered character takes a giant thing that is way bigger than him, like an airplane or a rocket ship. Or, like, just a moving piece of anything and presses on one point really, really hard to stop it from moving. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that. Oh, we talked about that in Superman Returns. It's Superman Fleischer cartoons. That, well, that too. Because yeah. cause Superman Returns, he lives a mountain. Yeah, oh yeah. And you're that's like, right. that's so like, stupid! It's like the rest of the mountain would just collapse around him. Yes. So this is the same thing. Yeah. But anyway, hypnosis. Hypnosis. What do we want to know about? What, did, what is it? What is, uh, so what is it? Matt Hatter uses hypnosis at the end of the film to achieve some sort of goal. Something, yeah. Yeah, which we is never both really of us clear. do not remember. <laughs> I've seen this movie twice, and I still don't remember. Yeah. So um, Matt Hatter uses hypnosis. Well, hypnosis is um, it's essentially a state of altered consciousness, um, where the person who is hypnotized um, can be very focused. Um, and also very open to suggestion. So if you have someone who is skilled at hypnotizing someone, they'll put you in this frame of mind and then be able to say, hey, do this, and then you'll do that without thinking about it too hard. But what is that process? Like, it's sort of mesmerizing by movement? What gets you to that state? Also, if you don't believe in it, it doesn't happen. Right, so it's it's kind of... Um, they talk about hypnotic suggestibility and... Basically, what it comes down to is if you believe you can be hypnotized, you can. And if you're like, hypnotism's bullshit, then you don't. Um, but it's it's either like, it's basically they train you to focus on something. Either if it's like a sequence of numbers, like counting down from 10. Okay. Or, um, you know, a mental image in your mind or like the stereotypical, like, watch the clock dangle back and forth. Sure. Um or I, when I was in high school, they had a like mag, like a magician slash hypnotist. Perform. I'm aware. I went to the same high school. I'm talking about this for our viewers. I know, but like when you say it, like not when I, but like when we. Oh sure, when we. Yeah, we probably <laughs> we probably saw the same shows. Uh, well, but he well he got canceled my freshman year. Oh, because lewd lewdness happened. So, um, but what he would do is he had like this flashing ball that yep. people would focus on like a not really a strobe light but um 
Like okay. a multicolored spinning flashing ball. Sure. For something to focus on and then would like have have different ways of talking them into this frame of mind and then he'd you know say, All right, now if I'm you know, people I'm tapping on the shoulder, you're gonna, you know, be barnyard animals and then this person's gonna be the farmer. And then you're going to act out whatever. Yeah. And it was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. See um, all your high school friends be dumbasses. Right. And and Matt Hatter is, he's doing something similar, getting all these world leaders in the same frame of mind where they're open to this kind of, you know, if I tell you to do this, then you'll do it. Yeah. And then he downloads something. Yeah. Because there's a download meter. Right. It It doesn't, the way it is in the film, like most things... Is not anything like how it is in real life. Yeah. Um, potential military applications for hypnosis, though. Ooh. Because if you got like, you you like took someone in and you want to question them, you know they want to like the CIA wants intelligence, uh-huh. NSA. You could just hypnotize a dude and say, "Hey, tell us about all your secret plans," and then they will because they're open to suggestion. Oh. Sounds great, right? But they would just say hypnotism's bullshit. Right. If you don't want to be hypnotized, you, you won't. Can't. Yeah. Right. Hypnotism doesn't doesn't make you do anything you don't actually want to do. You right. can't hypnotize someone to the point of complete mind control so they kill someone if they didn't already want to kill yeah. that person. <laughs> Unless, yeah. That's the thing. If you don't want to be hypnotized, you don't. And if something, if you're suggested to do something under hypnosis that you don't want to do. It's so you still won't do it. It's amplifying your openness to suggestion. Right. Because you already have to be there. Right. And then at that point, it's just like getting you farther past those points of just removing those those walls, those anxiety walls. Right. Of just like, act like a chicken. And it's like, well, I mean, I eventually might have been able to do that with enough coaxing. Um, but, but that gets me there way faster when I'm focusing on something else. And then you tell me to act like a chicken and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, of course I'll act like a chicken. Plus I'm like already a, you know, I'm already up on stage in front of the entire school. Yeah. And I... this is like, I want to show off anyway. Yeah. So I'm it's just like easier for me to do it now. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the CIA back in the sixties, um, actually did, of course. they actually did study, not the CIA, but like government overall, military National mm-hmm. security type organization. They did study um, if hypnosis could be hypnosis could be used for military application. You can't really because no. you have to have subjects that are open to a suggestion. And nobody you want to hypnotize is right, and you can't create super soldiers by hypnotizing them because you know you can't say okay now you know punch through this wall. Well, you, it doesn't augment your strength. You can't do that <laughs> to begin with. So, um, it it as so well. Yeah, it it doesn't. It's like or, trying to get a bunch of pigeons to launch a rocket. Right. Except that was more successful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say about hypnosis is it is often used in like therapy. So mm-hmm. um, like smoking, quitting smoking or quitting drinking. People will do hypnosis and then... Because you're, you're addicted, but like it's something you really want to do. Yeah, you, you want to quit and so you hypnotize, put yourself in this frame of mind where you're more suggestible to not... Yeah. Smoke. Watch Shallow Hal, I guess. Yeah. Like, you want to find every woman attractive. Mm-hmm. That was Shallow Hal, right? Yep. Like, he's like, oh, I, 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 I hate all these women because I think they're ugly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I can't, I feel like I can't find love. And then he's hypnotized into believing every single woman. Is that an Adam Sandler movie? No, it's Jack Black and Tony Robbins. Oh, okay. Close enough. Um, <laughs> this movie's better than that? Yeah. I'd say so. Oh, so well, I'd say I'm a Gwyneth Paltrow fan, but that will get me lynched in some crowds, which is weird. You know how many people have just been like, Gwyneth Paltrow? Like, as soon as they hear that I like Gwyneth Paltrow I, films. I, I don't know specific... who Gwyneth Paltrow is, though. So, God damn I mean, she was in Shallow Hal, but I... She was in Iron Man. It's Pepper Potts. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with her? Her website's annoying. I can say that. Goop. Yeah, that name alone already gets you a grimace, doesn't it? A website called you, Goop. You've been to on oh, and you've been to GwynethPaltrow.com? It's Goop, not GwynethPaltrow.com. But it's similar because I guess it's just two O's between her initials. Anyway, how stupid is it to turn a building into a rocket ship? So fucking stupid. Rocket ships 
are designed in a very precise way so that they will go up aerodynamically. Not like a giant disc? Not, no. It's a domed building that's like a mushroom? Nope. The aerodynamics of that, the, uh... The physics of that would just not work out. Too much force. Yep. Too much energy. Mm-hmm. Highly inefficient. Yep. Also, it was a surprise? Like, Bruce Wayne's like, this is our Watchtower initiative. <laughs> Holy fuck, we're on a rocket. <laughs> I did not agree to this. I am afraid of heights. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. It's, there's a reason. I that... want off right now. No, actually, we're just going to keep flying around and show ourselves off to Gotham. Nah, we ain't fucking doing that. I'm leaving. I will sue your ass. There's a reason rockets are shaped the way they are, and that's because it's very hard to get a rocket to go up, actually. Yeah, and there's a reason Bruce Wayne can't do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. I also loved in this film how Batman, when he came back, was like doing Batman things like lifting weights, and then he goes... Bruce Wayne will do his duties at the tech, like, he will fill out Bruce Wayne's duties at the technology conference. And I'm like, did you just refer to yourself in the third person? definitely did. Do you fucking think that, like, Batman is you? Like, you are Batman and Bruce Wayne's the alternate identity? I think that's, yeah, isn't that? I mean, yeah, because they did do that in an episode of Batman Beyond. He's a deeply disturbed man. So that's, that's this movie. That's bad blood. That's That's what we got. I think it is a, it is a solid outing. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, enjoyable for the most part, but forgettable. Also. I'm excited to see, like, a Batwoman standalone. Mm. You don't need to have Batman in the movie, and you can not have to say she's a lesbian. You can just make Renee Montoya a character. Yeah. As simple as that. Yeah. Um, And inv- involve more Colonel Jacob Kane, who's, like, the coolest dad ever. Yeah. Kind of. Who, yeah. who to, like, a rebellious 13-year-old would be the coolest dad ever. Yeah. Because it's just like, Dad, I'm gay. Awesome! <laughs> Dad, I got kicked out of military school because I'm gay. Well, fuck them. They don't know shit. Dad, I'm going to beat up colored people at night. <laughs> yeah, go do it! <laughs> Let me help you. I'll make you a costume. <laughs> How gay does it have to be, daughter? <laughs> Not gay uh, at all, Dad. I'll butch it up. <laughs> oh... God, I feel awful. <laughs> oh, I love I love this movie now. <laughs> this is my favorite film. This movie sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's like fine. a six and a half. You know? Uh, six and three quarters. Sure, sure. It's not as creatively intuitive as Justice League Gods and Monsters, but it's not the trash dumpster fire that ended up being Justice League versus the Teen Titans. Which we will get to. And Assault on Arkham. And Assault. Assault on Arkham was a good idea. Terribly implemented. It's like Suicide Squad. Same thing. No, wait. Opposite way. No, wait. <laughs> good actors. Bad idea. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good actors. Bad idea. We were all... Didn't act shit for some reason. Oh, whatever. Don't fucking Suicide Squad makes let's, me cry. Let's not Just talk how, about it. How bad. Do we have, that do we have any was. fun facts? I don't have any fun facts. <laughs> it's. A, I uh, drank myself into a depression watching this film. Oh fun wow, <laughs> that is very fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did get a little drunk when watching this movie though, because I was like, yeah. ah, it's Thursday. The kids stressed me out today. I graded papers while I watched this. Oh my gosh, we're both educators now. Wow, how oh. weird is that? It's pretty. Oh, you got your. You got your ID badge from I, school there. I do have my um, Mankato Area Public School ID badge. Wow. I know. I do not have my MSU name tag on me. but that's Minnesota State University Mankato? Correct. Yes. For all those people who want to know where we live, Mankato, because we're yes. lesbians. <laughs> In case you forgot. I'm just saying that because oh, we, that's say, right. we make Mankato mentions all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, do you think people get fucking tired of that? It's just like, we get it. You're in... I get tired of Mankato. Wow. I get... That, that was a fart, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit, why? Because I, I didn't know it was coming. Guess we, oh, how does that work? It just fucking hits you? Well, we had tacos. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's been It's been two and a half hours since we ate tacos, so yeah. Ah, oh, fine. We can be fucking done. How about that? Oh, God. Yeah, because we need to get out of this room. <laughs> Looks like that'll wrap it up today, super fans. Super Movie Studies is recorded and produced by 
Me, uh, Ben's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like what, if you like the new and improved sound quality, uh, you can <laughs> improved <laughs> improved air quotes improved. Um, be sure to uh, hit us up on iTunes. Subscribe to us there. Um, drop a rating. Drop a review. New episodes every Monday. You can also find us wherever you get podcasts. Stitcher. I hardly know her. Google Caster. And the Twitter feed. Uh, this week on. Twitter, what shall we ask our fans to tell Twitter Tom? Just spam something about lesbians. <laughs> Just over and over and over. I want... Uh, no, don't do that. No, no, no. Should, yeah, I was going to say hashtag she's a lesbian and then just like dump lesbian news or like the gay news feed on him. Because <laughs> at this point it's still like facts. Sure. Who should be the next... Diverse character to add to the Bat family. Ooh. Because you have a man, a white middle-aged man. You've got his ward son, who's now in his 20s, so a youngin'. You've got a 10-year-old boy, so even we're going even farther. Sure. You've got a um, techno- technologically advanced black man. Okay. <laughs> you have a lesbian woman. Mm-hmm. And you have a cripple. Um, and you also have an estranged son. Not, no, an estranged ward that became a villain. So, like, the Red Hood. So, like, that's pretty much the whole thing. And if you count Alfred, he's 200 years old. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, you got, you got... got the old person there, the old 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 white guy. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, you need, like, um... Yeah, design, design a... Would say what describes... Design a, design a new member of the Batman family that embraces the diversity of... Gotham City itself. Yes. Yes. What should the new... What should they be called? Should we call them, um... Don't say it. Don't say it. Save it for Twitter. Uh, Batman well? Uh, sure. <laughs> that is our Hispanic American okay. Batman. That was pretty good. <laughs> That's a real character. That's from the Tick TV show. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you can't do that one. Sorry. Um, I just remember... Copyright. I remember the Batman tick, 2007. well. 2007. Um... <laughs> Pretty close, actually. Yeah. We don't have a website anymore. Sorry. <laughs> uh, whatever. Go to iTunes. Our episodes are there. Yeah. Listen in. Have a good time. And I think that does it for today. Yeah, I'm your host, Michael Maurer. And I'm Ben. And that's it. Bye. Have a super week. You too. And of course. Cause baby, now we got